Brother, these are part of the force of the scare house I've never been before. Is that what we've been looking for? Oh shit. Oh my god. It's going up your oh arm. God. Don't freak out. Don't panic. What do we do? Keep my ah! Oh no. Oh shit. I don't know. What I... do we do? You got bit. I don't even know what to do. We do we take you to the hospital? Do we do we call somebody? We're we're in the forest, well, the scare house. What do we I do? Get bitten by something, I have somebody suck it. So uh, no. Okay. Okay. No. I'm not new. I'm not gen degeneration X man. That can't. I understand. I'm, I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm trying not to freak out, but uh, oh shit! Uh, this just got real. Let's go, man. Let's get out of the forest. We'll figure this out. Hey, folks. This is the guy Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday, Dogcast every Friday, and Scarecast every Monday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and we are now on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter, and stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks. This is another lovely morning edition of the Turnbucker Report, and I'm just so delighted to be here today. It's, we're going to talk about some pretty scary things along the lines of Velveteen Dream. We'll get into that, and maybe maybe a little bit of wrestling. What's SmackDown going to do? I don't even know, but we have a couple people that would really like to chime in. The guy, Chad. What's up, brother? It's 78 degrees at the top of the hour. Back to you, the people's host. Oh, it wasn't that much. Uh, this other young man, uh, he's a bit acclaimed. He's the, he's the dog cast father himself, Josh. What's up, brother? What is going on, Leland? <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Speaking of the Valentine dream, is he a nightmare? <laughs> right back to you. That's right. Turn it back. That's as enough. That's as far as I can go. We got to get into the energy that the Turnbuckle Report brings. It is another morning edition. I am jacked. I'm ready to go. I got coffee as we're recording. It's Father's Day, so big shout out to the fathers out there. You got three on the show here, and we're pumped. I think Josh uh, already yelled at his kids, but <laughs> breaking news: it was cats. It was cats, people. It was Don't get all cats. crazy. Father's Day on Wednesday. We have well, I mean, we're, we everybody knows. Everybody in the world everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody in the world knows. Guys, we have a few things to talk about tonight. One, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into a couple talks. We're gonna get into some Roman Reigns. We're gonna get into some of the uh, Velveteen Dream slash Nightmare, which I'm sure Cody Rhodes is hating that we just threw that moniker out there. Oh, he hates um, it. I want to talk a little MJF, and then we're going to close the show tonight. We're going to talk about that greatest match of all time, or was it? Edge, Randy Orton. Can't wait to get into that. Guys, before we go any further, how's your morning? What you sipping on? I know it's nothing alcoholic. I know it's alcoholic. something alcoholic. I'll tell you, you're not drinking any of the alcoholic drinks today. Alcoholic. Not me, man. I got myself a nice... Big glass of shut the fuck up. <laughs> what am I drinking on? Uh, yeah. I'm sipping on straight chlorine. Let the vibe slide over me. This beat is a chemical. 
It's actually just a Gatorade. It's fresh and refreshing. Not the uh, Dr. Pepper 21 flavors, huh? Not the Dr. Pepper, sorry. not now. When I drink it, it's so loud, but crisp and refreshing. I like that you guys are sporting the new TBR hats today. We have to. Can, can, I, can I put that out there? Plug the, it. the first line of merchandise, uh, you know, a little hit or miss. Some people liked it, some people hated it, i.e. Chad. And, you know, the fact that you guys are actually wearing it today, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. And don't tread on me, Chad. <laughs> I really love this hat. You did good, sir. You did real good. You did good, kid. You did Just real good. Just visit www.turnbucklereport.com and get yours today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, soon. Well, soon. As soon as we have a website. Get yours today. As soon as we have a website. Yeah, we're moving We're moving in that direction. People are wanting to sport this stuff. Everybody that's seeing it is pumped about it. We're going to have to post some pictures. Guys, getting into tonight's show, we got we got Ricky Starks. Chad, Ricky, I know um, you're chomping at the bit. You got things to say. You're pumped about no, NWA crossing over. No, Ricky I don't. Starks. No, I don't. Why, why would you do? Why would you put me on the spot, man? Okay, fine. We'll talk about Ricky Starks. Listen, you, you know we already knew that he signed, and they kind of played the angle that he was just coming over as like, you know, free agent. But we already knew he was there to play. You know, he, he'd already signed his little contract. Comes in. Cody's doing his job. He's got the worker's belt. Putting on a show. Putting on a clinic. Ricky looked good. Ricky's not a high flyer. You know, he's a ground and pound. It was a very ground and pound type wrestling match. Um, I was really impressed with Ricky Starks. I could really see that kid wearing that belt someday. Um, I was impressed with him on NWA. was impressed with him on AEW. He's, he's a hell of a wrestler. He could very well be wearing the... Uh, AEW championship belt someday. I, I was really impressed with that match. I don't know how you guys feel, but I was super impressed with Ricky Starks this week. I thought he had a great showing. I think that, you know, coming out into AEW, that's where he belongs. That's where he's supposed to be. Um, it's just, it, no, I mean, you you kind of hit all the bullet points there as I'm looking through the notes. You, you, you hit everything. The guy is, he's fire, and he couldn't have started out better with anybody else than, than Cody Rhodes, um, which Cody is just, I mean, he's killing it, man. He's killing it every sure week is. with that TNT ch- title, putting guys over. Um, I'm curious, though. You know, we talked about it on our last show. When is when is that reign going to end for him? When is it going to kind of wind down? Or when are we going to see a real feud come into play with that? Because right now they're really just working it as the old Arn Anderson TV title. You know, every week you're seeing a fire match, which I love. That's that's great. It's it's bringing me back weekly. Um, but when is it going to get a real feud going, and who's that going to be? You know, could it be Ricky Starks? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if, if, if it's going to be Ricky Starks. But I was really pumped to see him show up. You know, I as I'm looking through it here, I start thinking about who I would really like to see Ricky Starks go up against next. And the first person that jumped out off the paper for me was Joey Janela, because yeah, I think I think the styles really pair nicely together, and they're trying. I think they're trying to move Joey Janela in more of a heel role. So I think that could really uh, that could really show for some some nice nice wrestling, Josh. Sunny Kiss, you think they're really going that in that direction with him? Well, let me retract that before I throw it to Josh. Yes, uh, I think they could go that way, and I think Sunny Kiss is just a a a piece to the puzzle, if you will, because. If you look at that promo they cut with Joey Janela, where he's he's kind of confused, you know, they haven't used me, this, that, and the other. What is AEW doing? 
that's definitely heal because now he's growing resentment and he's going to attack somebody. I mean, you know it. It's going to be the Young Bucks. It's going to be Cody. It's I don't know who it's going to be. It's probably going to be Cody, honestly. But he's going to attack somebody um, and then really get some heel heat and move forward with that. I don't know. You drop the t you drop the title on a on a Ricky Starks, which he already got his shot, so I don't know how they would they'd circle back to that. But I can see some good wrestling coming out of those two. Yeah. Okay. Josh, I know you watched AEW. I know you saw the the uh, resurgence of Ricky Starks on AEW. Mm -hmm. He's no longer NWA, right, or right. is he? And I know you're not a huge NWA fan, and that's fine. That's fine. It's kind of it's kind of fizzled a little bit. Um, but what did you think about him, his debut on AEW? Listen, before I touch on that, I Whoa, it's, not that I'm, it's not that I'm not an NWA fan. It's just that it's just because the wrestlers on NWA are great. It's just that format for me just doesn't do it. Uh, it just but I'm the glad that he's wrestling. over. I'm glad that here's how I feel. I feel like this is a step in the direction that I'm wanting for them to pull everybody from that show over to AEW because I like the wrestling talent on NWA. I just don't like that show. So if they could pull the talent, the format, bring it there to AEW, and I think this is kind of like that first step to kind of move forward, I believe. Now all they need is Jim Cornette and we'd have the whole party. Oh, Lord. <sighs> I'm, I'm so done with Jim Cornette. Yeah, I, I just I can't say anything kind about Jimmy. No, I, I just I just can't stand the guy anymore. I, I just I don't get it. I don't I get that he's like historically um you know a loud mouth and this, that and the other, but I, I just I'm done with it, man. I'm done with him. Man, there sure was a lot going on on AEW this week. We had Abandon, the Colorado native there on the show this week, looking pretty good she had herself a little squash match we had the dark order recruitment once again with Cole cabana is he or isn't he um god those angles man mjf with billy gunn can we just say once again and this might be another bold statement coming from the guy but is mjf not the best heel in the business today easily in that yeah easily is yeah i i do have a i do have a note here i wanted to get into mjf as that was that was one of my topics this week and, and I, we're just going to get right into it. MJF in the ring with Billy Gunn. This is historically one of those times where uh, that veteran that we all know from from uh, you know the Attitude Era, uh, from DX, he's supposed to be in the ring with a young talent and putting them over, right? Like that—that's right. what's supposed to happen. So when you see Billy Gunn come out, you kind of know the script. Like, oh, okay, well. You know they're gonna they're gonna play the greatest hits for Billy Gunn, and uh, in the in the meantime he should get over MJF. At the end of that match, the only thing I could think was how well MJF got Billy Gunn over. Like that shows how good MJF really is as a heel and as a performer at 23 years old. The guy is taking a veteran, and and at the end of the match, I'm thinking the veteran he got over right. Because that's that's the heel move right there. That MJF, just the way the psychology read, how he sells when he gets hit. Um, you he know, Billy, sympathy for Billy Gunn, right? Yeah, Billy Gunn yeah. is is behind him and he's scared to death. He's trembling. In no way, shape, or form should he be afraid of Billy Gunn. But he does him the favor and puts the guy over. And I, I just think that as much shit as we hear about MJF and how he keeps kayfabe and 
you know, he's a, he's, he could be a pain in the ass and whatnot. The guy knows the business, and um, I don't think there's a better heel out there right now. I, I think that I'm glad he's with AEW. Because can you imagine if he was over on NXT, if he was on Raw or SmackDown, he wouldn't be. They, they'd have a. They'd have they a turn his on notches him. down, man. WWE would have taken MJF's notch and said, "Hey, why don't we take that down yep. a little bit?" You know, they wouldn't have allowed him to thrive like he is right now. He would be so mid carded. He, he would be lower oh, mid card right. right now. It would be, I mean, atrocious. He would be maybe feuding with the, not even with the Miz. I mean, he would he would be pure cruiserweight division not even oh that's what i was gonna say he'd be he would be on nxt cruiserweight feuding with some unknown and mjf would be just be a a footnote in wrestling you know just nothing let me throw a name out there bobby Roode. i think bobby Roode has the potential to be that style of heel but look what look what wwe has done to him I think that would be the same formula for MJF. I, I I need them to make him back into the character from Beer Money off of TNA. And I feel like that character mm-hmm. fits oh, yeah. him better. I feel like that style character fits him more than like a Ric Flair style character, like what he's playing. I would love to see I would love to see Bobby Roode and James Storm on AEW doing beer money and with a little mix in with Adam Hangman Page. I've been calling for that. Oh man. And, that'd and it's, be great. it's probably never gonna happen. We're probably never gonna see a Jimmy Storm with Rude and Hangman Page ever, but it is one of those dream things that I sit in the back of my mind and wonder what would that be like if that was on AEW. Oh man, just think about just think about they don't even have to run a full angle on that. They don't have to bring those guys in on the full time roster because AEW is crossing over between Impact, obviously in, in NWA, clearly Ring of Honor. Um, they're they're doing these where they could run an angle. Let's say the FTR gets so big. Uh, to where you, they've ran through the roster. They have nobody that can challenge them. They're holding the titles. You know, whatever it is, these guys are—they're it. Period. Right. And then you have to bring over the James Storm. Somehow you get Bobby Roode over, right? And they could just run that small angle to where then James Storm could go back to NWA Power. Now I, I know that Bobby Roode couldn't go back to WWE because there's no way they're going to do a crossover. No way at all. As much as fans are screaming for that, isn't that weird though? No, I mean, can we can we just touch on that for a brief minute? Every wrestling company in the history of wrestling ever have always had crossovers. Even TNA, always. I mean, AEW, New Japan it gets the biggest pops. Everybody it gets the biggest pops. WWE just yeah. goes, "Fuck it, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm not gonna, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna do that." I mean, can you imagine? Wrestling would yeah. be as big as it was in the early 2000s and 90s. I can fucking guarantee you if they did any crossovers at all because wrestling got stagnant because they were the only people in the business that people cared to watch so you know what you need to do to bring wrestling back is you need to have crossovers with new japan you need to have crossovers with AEW. fuck the war have them cross over have your champion fight our champion that that's that's what wrestling needs Haven't to become been a bigger day sport. one that's what we we've need we've been saying this since we started the show as big we've as been UFC saying there's again. no such thing as a war that's exactly no what we need you're right. I'm 100% backing you on that because there's no such thing as a war. Wrestling is hurting, so everybody needs to pull together to, to help keep it alive. WWE, and I've said this since, what, February? It's a fucking dumpster fire. Not just Raw anymore. All of it. You, you know, you got Roman Reigns hanging out in the background. Segway. Segway. Roman Reigns hanging in the background. Segway. 
Wait, Big dog. Well, you know, the you, best you thing about the, a segue is you don't have to say segue. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. We've been doing this for a while. I forgot. You know what? Roman Reigns. Okay. For those of you at home that don't understand what's going on, I believe Roman Reigns. <laughs> That's everybody right now. I don't even dog, know what's going on. It, when he comes back. I feel like they're going to have not a the real big dog. You're them. the real big dog, and I feel well. No one's as big of a dog as me, and I hey believe yo. that he's going to be extremely over because this everything that's going on. People are going to be like, "Oh, he fought against the company," and you're going to almost see a Stone Cold character come out of him. So you're you're, you're going to have a character that if they build him up, kind of like a Samoa Joe and Stone Cold Steve Austin, were to fuse into a character. You could have them to, again, you could revive the fighting the corporate, but this time it'll make sense because you actually are bringing the reality back into wrestling, which is kind of bringing back that kayfabe a little bit. So if you can do that, do a crossover, which is what wrestling needs right now, I believe Roman Reigns will be huge and he'll actually be able to push him over. WWE needs a way to push him over. This is how you're going to do it because the crowd will actually follow him. That's what you need to do. Well, I'm just thinking back on previous episodes where we've talked about Roman Reigns, and the last time we, he came up on this show, we talked about what it would look like for he him to go to AEW. Yeah, for what, what it would look like for him to go to AEW. And as much as I don't really want to rehash that, I think now it sounds like the big dog is thinking he's going to stay with WWE. Um, what what part of what has happened to make you believe that he's staying with the WWE at this point? What's changed my mind is the fact that the WWE is trying to basically disown him. Okay, they're not talking about him. They're not doing all this stuff. So mm-hmm. the crowd is noticing this. And the way that the world is right now, it's just sympathy, sympathy, sympathy. So with everybody, when he's coming back, they're actually starting to get sympathy because they're like, oh, wow, he actually stood up to the man. He's actually saying, "I'm not going to do that, okay?" So, and this is how, and this is how Vince is. So I'm not going to do that, okay? I'm not going to do that, okay? You're not going to freaking make me do what I don't want to do, okay? Doesn't matter if you're my boss. It doesn't matter if I'm the world champion, okay? I'm not going to do what you want me to do because I'm Roman Reigns. But get this. This is what I believe. But get this. But get this, okay? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. I think that the angle that they're going to take on this, because I know how Vince is, they're going to try to make Roman Reigns their Colin Kaepernick. So they're going to play that angle into a storyline. That storyline is going to push him to the top because that's how everything's going right now in the world. That's how they get Roman Reigns over finally. But they need to put him in a role like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like he was, but not going to be as wild because he can't talk on the mic worth a shit. So they need to have him kind of like Samoa yeah, Joe where they keep, it, they keep it simple. Just like what the Undertaker says, you got to keep things simple, and then, just like that, you move it on him. Mm-hmm. That's how you, he has to become. If they bring him back, Roman Reigns is the dog, and act like nothing happened. Character's dead. Well, the reason I don't feel like that'll happen with Roman, the reason why I think he'll come back to WWE and just do the same old shit he's been doing, is simply because of Dean Ambrose. You know, you took Stone Cold, you took Dean Ambrose, you mixed it together, and what'd you get? You got a John Moxley. And I feel like WWE has done too much already to copy AEW. To do that with Roman, I think Vince would be kind of, or whoever creative is behind those character designs or whatever, would be like, you know what? I don't know if we want to do another Dean Ambrose Stone Cold crossover just so that fans can come back and say, well, AEW's already done that. What else you got? 
at this point, it would only do justice for Roman's character or just Joe, the guy, not Roman, but Joe, to just go to AEW, reinvent himself. The problem is, is a lot of fans might even give him shit for that. It's almost like Roman, Joe, has nowhere to go. He just has to be at, you know, he's WWE and do the same shit he's been doing. You know, just keep doing the same thing. The, you know, the the spear, the Superman punch, the, the garbage that he's been doing that we all like Roman. Don't get me wrong. I think all three of us like Roman Reigns. We don't like what WWE does with this character. I think we've said that. If they can figure out a way to make that work for him, or at least... I wouldn't. I wouldn't go I so I mean, far I don't want to be demanding, I like but... Roman Reigns. Matter of fact, I'd say no, 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 no. I don't like him not one bit, not a bit, I'm telling you. Even if I climbed <laughs> to the saying, top Jeff? of a mountain. See what I'm saying? Even if I climbed to the top of a mountain, he was the only guy that held me out. I would say get out of here because he wouldn't know how to deal with it. That's basically why I don't like him. What, what is going on with your voice today? What do you mean? You've been doing this lately, this this thing with your voice. You guys act like you I don't like my just, voice. Is it the fact that you don't dig it? <laughs> I jump, I, I popped over here. I mean, literally, like, I don't even know what's happening. It's, 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 something's rising to the top. I can feel it. I can tell you what's Roman rising Reigns. to the top. Oh, Lord. Roman Reigns is the cream of the crop. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you. If he comes out looking like he does right now, he's going to be dead in the water. But I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you, if he comes out looking different, he's going to be the man. He's, he's right. going to he's gotta come out looking like R Ric Flair is what you're saying. <laughs> he's going to have the robe on and everything. If he comes out like Rick, Ric Flair, then he needs to make out and basically screw Charlotte in the middle of the ring to recreate the edge scene. Oh, shit. And what it is, like, is he stole Andrade's. Is that daddy daughter? He stole Andrade's <laughs> woman. He looked at him in the face and said, listen here, Andrade, I, I'm Roman Reigns. You are no longer, you are no longer her seed. You killed my father. Now prepare to die. That's all I can think. My name is Enigo uh, Montoya. Let me see your hands. How many fingers do you have? He's a six-figure man. My name is Enigo Montoya. There you go. That's who Roman Reigns needs to be. Enigo Montoya. Enigo <laughs> Montoya. He needs to come out like that. And then bring the big yeah. show with a big curly... Uh, wig on to look like Andre and what was his name? Fesset? Fessy? Fesset? Festus? In the movie? Fess <laughs> He's not Fessy. No, do, not, out like do Festus. not ring a bell. <laughs> ring a bell. Festus comes out. <laughs> I am Festus. <laughs> oh my god. He doesn't even wrestle for WWE anymore. Who knows? That, that was one of the funnest days. gimmicks ever. I freaking loved that gimmick. It come out the bell ring. <laughs> Well, I'll, he's on AEW, Carl and Anderson. his Festus gimmick is still better because fuck the revival. Fuck mm. the revival. FTR. Fuck the revival. Wow, so we have the greatest wrestling match Fezzik, of I think is all his name, time. Fezzik, thank you for that, Chadwick. Who would be Dread Pirate Roberts, you think? Or or the or West, um, West It's getting ready to be you if you keep cutting me off. The greatest... I would think that that would probably go to. I don't respect on my own show. Edge Orton, man, I'm sorry, you were talking. Edge Orton. It is billed as the greatest match of all time. I uh, can't believe they actually put that on the network uh, as the poster for Backlash. 
I watched the match all 45 minutes. I have a perspective on it. Uh, I know you guys have some feelings about it. But before we get into that, the two guys look great, first of all. Edge has really come back from this uh, injury, um, looking like a million bucks, looking like he's ready. Orton, finally, can I say it? We have said it a hundred times on this show. Finally, Randy Orton is in a angle that means something and that actually banners what he can do in the ring uh, and outside the ring too. His promo work was amazing in this in this uh, this set with or- with Edge. So, because Randy Orton's it, arguably one of the best of all time. Arguably. I mean, he really is. And listen to Ric Flair. He's confused whether it's Brandy Orton or whether it's his daughter, Charlotte Flair, which uh, I do feel like that's going to blow up someday and turn into a major angle between those two. Maybe they should have kids. Oh, my God. If this was Game of Thrones, they would take over the North. Would they be called Randy Flair's? No. Randy Flair's? (laughs) (laughs) Orton Flair's? (laughs) They'd be called Charlotte's Orton's. Charlotte's Charlotte's Orton's. Orton's. (laughs) Sounds like a 60s show of some kind. And their banner would be... everybody! There's the Charlotte Orton's. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) But I liked it. (laughs) Where the fuck did that come from? (laughs) I don't know, but man, I'm pumped about uh, uh, what's going on here. I'm afraid that this this was the blow-off. This was the big big finale to to the angle. Obviously, because Edge is now hurt again. Um, and it wasn't his neck, surprisingly. What was your guys' take on this match? Greatest of all time? Mm, I don't feel like it is. not the greatest of all time. I, was it, what did they say was the greatest, like, the, the match of the year so far? Like, this is the greatest wrestling match. No, no, it was being billed as the greatest wrestling match ever, right? Yes. That's literally I, what's on the poster. I don't want I don't want to take a lot of flack from fans that listen to the show, but I I'm going to sit here and put something out, and maybe people will disagree, but I'm going to say maybe this is bold that Kenny Omega and John Moxley that match is the greatest match I've seen ever, mm. and I don't care if it was a hardcore match or not because a lot of people want to discredit hardcore matches as just being a gimmick, and that doesn't make it a real match. That's fine, you can believe that. I think it's the greatest match I've ever seen. You're talking 2019 Full Gear, right? Yep, Full Gear 2019 okay. is the good, best good. match I've ever seen, or at least that, at least the best match I've seen in the last ten years. Just just so our fans can go back and watch that if they haven't seen it. The Orton Edge match was good, but I didn't. It just it looked like vintage Orton, the the Randy Orton that we know, the Edge that we know. These these guys were putting on these kind of shows back in 2008. So why is it all of a sudden now we want to say that it's the greatest match ever? Why Why in 2020? Because we're, we're dying for good wrestling? I mean, guys, flip the channel to TNT every Wednesday. You're going to get it. Don't try to put WWE over with these two yeah. guys. These guys have been doing this, man. This, is, this isn't nothing new. This isn't anything new for them. Don't give them the greatest match of all time just because you want to put WWE over. That's my opinion. Again, I don't want to take a lot of flack. I'm sorry, but that's me. I can name five matches, ten matches, 50 matches better than that match. Mm-hmm. So for it to be called the best I, of I can all name... time is a little bit of a stretch for me because I still feel like John Cena, Sami Zayn, 2015 is arguably one of the best wow. matches. Of the that last was a good years. ass match too. Yeah, you're right. That was that a good was match. a really good match. Yeah, and I feel and like what the hell that, has happened to Sami Zayn? That 15 20 minute minute match way outshined that 45 minute match and i think the reason because of that is because they that was knew john that Cena's edge, best match ever period. arguably in his career yeah, definitely was yeah now uh, 
for them to call this match the best match ever is it's just I don't know it was okay I mean don't don't, don't get me wrong it might be in the top five best 45 minutes like like one of the longer matches but not best of it all was time. a good match it was good it was probably the better match that they've had since the the COVID run without crowds probably their best let's put it that way even better and by than the way the guys what do you match. what do you think about all this I don't mean to derail, but didn't we just see the president in Oklahoma talking and there was this big crowd? When can we see those kind of crowds come back in WWE or We, we can in Florida. This is horse shit. We need those crowds back. Yeah, I'm ready for the crowds back. You know, my take on the match was a little, I think, a little different from your guys' because it told a story. I liked that going into the match you had Randy Orton as the Viper. We all know what his moniker is. We know who he is as a wrestler. And he's supposed to be that that dastardly heel um, th- that's this is going to pick you apart, wait for his moment, and then hit you with that RKO. Right. And he did that. He was able to show that off. For 45 minutes, we saw Randy Orton tell a story by working a body part. He started early, man, and he worked that neck all the way through the match. What I mean by telling a story is at the end of the match, he got the payoff for that. It took him 45 minutes. But that's the that's the kind of wrestling that I really uh, go towards because I like that storytelling. I like that we knew going into it, Edge's neck is a weakness. So Randy just starts slowly working on it. And, man, Edge can sell. He hasn't lost that ability at all. He can sell that thing. I There was probably three times in this match uh, where Orton would hit the neck somehow. And I'm sitting here going, whoa, 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 I think he really got hurt here. I think he really did. So even he was kind of, you know, a, a jaded wrestling fan like myself. He was actually kind of, you know, taking my reality away there. I would like to add on to what you asked me last week when you guys said, uh, who do you think sells moves uh, better than anybody in the mm. industry right now? And actually, I will give you that. After watching that match, I forgot how well Edge does sell moves. I think currently, actually, in yeah. the WWE, Edge is outselling everybody. And I think Randy Orton is outperforming everybody. So you had the potential of being an awesome match. And it, 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 it was good. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't like, I wasn't saying it was a bad match. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, you're not saying you're taking anything away from it. You're saying it's, it was a great match. You're just not giving it that greatest match of all time. Well, WWE Creative uh, shot themselves in the foot. You don't put that moniker, you don't put that title on your poster. You don't say greatest match of all time because it's insulting. First of all, you're telling me, walking into it, you're already as positive as I try to stay about life, but especially about wrestling because it can get you can get weird sometimes. As positive as I try to stay, when you put a poster up that says greatest match of all time, Edge Orton, I already know that these guys have the potential to do that, but you're 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 telling me right out the gate that this is better than Flair Steamboat '89 in Chicago in New Orleans. You're telling me that that's, this is going to be better. No way. Those guys went broadways back then, and guess what? The marquee did not say greatest match of all time. That came along later because people saw the product and they saw what was actually happening in those matches. Uh, you can't tell me this is this is better than, than Hogan Rock at WrestleMania. You can't tell me it's even better than uh, than any, any of the three matches between Rock and Stone Cold. I mean... What Bret Hart Flair from '92? You're telling me this is better. Uh, what was it? Savage and Flair 
from 93. You're telling me it's better than all these, and I know Flair's the common denominator for me, and I'm sorry for that. Um, maybe I'm not sorry. He is the greatest of all time. My, one, of my, even... one of my favorite matches of all time, Jake the Snake versus Macho Man. When the snake bit Macho Man. We great saw it on the documentary. Great that was Sean a great Michaels, match. Ric Flair, WrestleMania retirement match. Undertaker, yep. Mankind, Hell in a Cell. I mean, be, mm-hmm. I could list 50 matches, like I was saying, literally better mm-hmm. than that match. That's, that's the best of all time. Unfortunately, you know, and I, I'm not, I'm not hanging number on Number one is Andre the Giant and Hogan, and I'll never agree to that. But I think that's the greatest wrestling moment. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's the greatest correct. wrestling. It's the greatest correct. wrestling moment. Uh, I'm not trying to play into Josh too much here, but I just recently went back and watched Over the Limit 2010, and I'll tell you that I quit match between Batista and John Cena. Edge Orton had nothing on that match. Not at all. Had nothing on it. So, did if you just don't put on the poster greatest match of all time, I probably have a better perspective of the match because I thought it was a really good wrestling match. I thought it told a great story. I was engaged for all 45 minutes. But the fact that you put that on the poster instantly makes me think of all the other wrestling I've watched in my life that I've enjoyed. And will it measure up to that? No, there's no way it could. There's no way. Because you didn't have, you had a great story, you had a great opportunity, but let's not forget, folks, this is Backlash. We just saw it last month at WrestleMania, right? Or, or I'm sorry, two months ago. We just saw that at WrestleMania. WrestleMania so how can 36. you, the first one wasn't the greatest match of all time. So why would I believe that the second one at Backlash is going to be the greatest match? You did nothing in that two months to build that story along. In fact, when they brought that story back after WrestleMania, I was confused by that. Weren't you guys? Like, well, I thought we saw the blow off on this. I thought they had that huge 40, I, what, I don't know the, I don't know the time, but 35, 40 minutes in WrestleMania where they went all over the, the fucking gym. Not to say in, I was in, right. In arena. But I believe I was right. If you guys go back a couple mm-hmm. months ago in our, our episodes, I think the reason why you're seeing what you're seeing is because Edge was supposed to go against Randy Orton. And then his next person he was supposed to go against was Roman Reigns. I believe they brought back Edge to be the main antagonist for Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns backed out, and now we're getting what we're seeing here. It, this is WWE feeling time until they have another angle. That's exactly what is going on right now. And try to build it as the greatest matchup. Right. I get that. That makes total sense. I mean, I can see that. Um... And now Edge is hurt. Think, think about it. Edge is hurt. He's hurt now. So now what mm-hmm. they're going to do is hold him off until somebody comes back because they don't want him to get hurt. This is exactly why they, they did this. This is exactly why you had a 45-minute match because people are saying, we haven't seen Edge enough. They gave us a 45-minute match. They put it as the number one thing. They said, this is what everybody wants to see. Here you go. Now, by the way, he's hurt, so he's not going to be able to show up for a while. That's why we're not going to show him on TV. Okay. That, I could see that. That makes sense because, like I said, after WrestleMania, I was confused why we were going, why we were backtracking and going back to the Edge Orton thing because I thought we, I thought we had the blow off on it at WrestleMania. So that did kind of confuse me. But that would make sense. Um, but that's telling me that they think Roman's coming back, and I'm not convinced of that at this point. I don't think they're what waiting on guys- Roman Reigns coming back. I think they're waiting on a different angle. I think they're waiting on someone in NXT. Do you guys feel like maybe this is one of the greatest rivalries of all time? Not necessarily match, but just the rivalry between Edge and Orton, one of the greatest of all time. One of, not the, but one of the greatest of all time. I would say that because it goes so far back. Yeah. Right. 
you know, you can say so many things, you know, in wrestling or anything really that we all have our opinions about. You know, we talk about, you know, I come from a paranormal podcast. We can talk about Art Bell being one of the greatest paranormal uh, discussers of all time. You can talk about JR being one of the best announcers of all time. Everybody's going to have their opinions, Hell right? Yeah. Everybody has their feelings on things. It's just, we have to take the good with the bad. And I don't feel like this match, in my humble opinion, again, this is about opinions, that that was the greatest match ever. I think and I have I'm a I'm just going to leave it at that. They have a direction, and I believe this is what they're going with. I believe yeah, because they have one of the greatest I believe that now that, that they're going time. with the double belt on NXT, we're going to see another revive of the NXT TakeOver. Okay. What's going to end up happening is two belts is going to come out. He's going to win, whoever it'll be. And then they're going to try to take the Raw belt. And then they're going to try to take the SmackDown belt. And what we're going to see here is someone trying to take all the belts. And that means they're going to have to have someone who could stop them. Who can stop them? And it's either going to be mm-hmm. Roman Reigns or Edge. And I believe it's going to be Edge. I think they're, they're going to make Edge their front runner. That's what I think. I think that... that How NXT, long can that last, though? If you play it right, you have a year storyline. You have With you have health? at least you have at least three pay per views leading up to him taking belts, okay, and you have all yeah. that time on, on on screen, and that's gonna put you past SummerSlam. You're coming up on the Royal Rumble. You're coming up on Mania. I mean, if you stretch out this far, so then now, if you end up playing your cards right on that, then you could have Edge win the belt either at like uh, Mania or have him win the Royal Rumble. And then when he comes out, or have somebody, I don't know. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, we're coming up on the end of the show. Whether you're heel or you're whether you're babyface, you do you, baby. All right, brother. Now that the show is over, you got to go to the hospital, man. You and the big dog, you're starting to sound like Stone Cold and the Macho Man. We got to take care of this now. We got to nip this in the butt. Let me tell you something about your candy ass. The last thing you're going to do is tell me where to go and when... Oh, shit. What the hell? See? I, I told you. Oh, Did shit. Did you see it? Now you see it, right? Uh, I, do, I definitely see it. All right, man. Let's get in the car. Let's go. We got to figure this out. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs>